Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You like blood, violence, and freaks of nature? Well, then come on down to Your Take is Excrement, a podcast for where we talk about dog shit films, apparently. Hello, and welcome to the show. My name is May, and... Uh, I'm Neo. Uh, Were you going to make a joke? You seemed like you were trying to make a joke this whole introduction. Uh, I'm Joker, baby. I'm always joking. <laughs> you got a joke in there in the back. Well, your hair is good. It's becoming kind of greenish. On yeah, the, I, a I, hue. The green looks good. I'm gonna go purple next time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. We can make that happen. Yeah, we can. Yeah. All right. Pretty easy. Okay. Um, before Before we get too deep into it, uh, I like to thank our sponsors, uh, Machine Age Productions and their RPG Eye Hunt. Um, the 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 show Blood Thing. Uh, it's on YouTube and uh, <laughs> Ambient Dream Studio. It's, a, it's an Etsy shop. We'll talk about all three of those later the, on uh, in the at show. At the ad break at the 30-minute mark. We'd also uh, like to thank all of our patrons. Uh, you can catch us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excrement. Uh, I, you're goddamn right. Yeah. You're goddamn right. I'm. What's s- that from? That's from Breaking Bad. Oh. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here this week, my friends. I This week has been fucking insane. We've we've done so much stuff this week. Are you like, capable of joy and mirth and, and happiness after the two Eli Roth episodes? God, no. I don't even know. So, well, okay. I've just been the, faking it, to be honest. Just faking the <laughs> ultimate or- orgasm of, yeah. of happiness. Um, yeah. the in, Inside of me is just the image of like Ben Affleck smoking. <laughs> it's at the moment after he dropped his coffee completely devoid of, <laughs> of, of any joy and mirth oh geez all right so so this season of the podcast we were what well last season we were talking about stuff that was like fantastic just great this season we were talking about it's season two season poo which is to say we're gonna talk uh we're talking shit which is we're gonna find stuff that we don't particularly love and we're gonna talk about it mm-hmm. um so we did Eli Roth. Now, pretty much, you know, if you got a baseball bat, uh, this is ironic, of course, because he was in uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards. But if you've got a baseball bat and, and Eli Roth has a ball and that ball is a piece of shit movie, you're going to hit that ball. Uh, he, Eli Roth will pitch a piece of shit movie every time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's what we learned, I think, mm-hmm. ultimately. So I was thinking, I was digging. Well, well the, the problem with the Eli Roth movies comes directly from Eli Roth. It's, yeah, it's, he has a bad attitude. Yeah. He has a really bad yeah. attitude, and it's very frustrating. A person's attitude has a, has a, goes a, a long, a long way, way to determine how their life goes. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so, so, uh, so flipping over to the other side, I was thinking, like, well, fuck. We got to come up with a filmmaker who's kind of like Eli Roth, to to don't compare him to Eli Roth. Hold on, to so I was like, listen, I don't think Neo is going to much like the films of Rob Zombie. I don't know why I feel that way. <laughs> Could it be because his name is Rob Zombie? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. Anyway, I. I guess I was under the impression that you would not like this film, but it turns out we actually had a rather good time watching House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie's first film. Wait, how many? A one thousand. That's 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 ten times the amount of gex that the gex have. <laughs> Fuck off! Oh my god! Everybody at home just unsubscribed because of uh, that I'm, joke. I'm, I'm sorry. Get come back. 
No. Where are you going? Uh, it was funny, damn it. <laughs> how many corpses? That's too many corpses. Um, or not enough. <laughs> uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. It's the first film by Rob Zombie, a man that you have no opinion of, a low opinion of. Uh, Where are you at with Rob Zombie, so, actually? Be- so before we watched uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, and in the other Rob Zombie movie we watched, I had uh, heard his music in The Matrix. I had uh, had his music recommended to me by the YouTube algorithm, and uh, that was it. I didn't. I don't know. I, I didn't. I I I didn't actually listen to his music, but I, I didn't really have a take about it. Well, him. I gotta I gotta ask you this question. I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this question, but what the fuck do people in in Kenya think of Rob Zombie? Um. Well, I mean, I don't. What do they? I don't. Do think they talk many, about him much? No, not really. Uh, I think if they <laughs> knew about him, they the, the majority of people probably wouldn't like him. Wouldn't? Why? Because uh, well, he's white trash, kind of. No, because he because because you know the uh, zombies have a pretty different connotation. Oh, that's in, true. That's in, true. In, in a lot of Africa, compared so they would think that that would have some kind of well, but also voodoo the, connotation. The, yeah, yeah, uh, not not just the voodoo, but like kind of the evil spirituality. It's you know, it's it's so it's it looks, more it's more of a bad vibe. It's dangerous and sexy here. Over there, it's very it's well, taken very seriously. Yeah, so yeah. like. And, and, and I've kind of had to grapple with this, you know, because, you know, where I grew up in, in Benin, um, like ritual scarification was a really big deal. Yes. So, you know, so like witch doctors would take a take a dull razor blade mm-hmm. and cut ritual scarifications into like 100 babies at a time. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of assembly right. line style, you know, and or, you know, or, you know, they would cut the head off a chicken, watch the chicken run around and, you know, you know, and yeah. it, to, to do like witchcraft. And so, you know, you know, what's kind of like dark and spooky and, 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 and countercultural and edgy in America, you know, the kind of is, is it has the, real the, world the, tangible consequences. Yeah. The, the same connotations, you know, in, in other places in the world, it's, it's no longer countercultural and fun and spooky. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's more real. And so that's, seriously. yeah. And, and that's something that's like, what might have been the biggest piece of cultural shock for me is like like oh so when like in america when people are talking about you know this kind of like dark spirituality it's not it's not cutting cutting babies with with dull aidsy razor blades and uh, yeah <laughs> and, and you know killing chickens right and well and so i guess that that kind of brings us to my experience with the man because like Rob Zombie is a is an American icon, which mm-hmm. is fucked up and weird to think about. And so, if you're not in America, that means that I guess congratulations, he's not an icon for you. He's only an icon for us trash, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, like growing up with him, you know, understand that the American conservative establishment did an awful lot of things to people in the nineties and the, the reaction to it was pretty ugly. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you've ever heard of a little man named Marilyn Manson, but uh, there was some problems. And so Rob Zombie is kind of a response to American conservatism, Mm -hmm. which is, well, if you think, I'm so evil for liking cool rock and roll music. 
then I guess I'm going to be the most evil fuck imaginable. Mm -hmm. But not like Burzum evil, not like Nazi evil, but like spooky. Yeah. You know, and so the Munsters, right, are are kind of a, a symbol mm-hmm. for Rob Zombie in that they represent his brand very well, which is this thing that used to be spooky or scary is actually cool, mm-hmm. a lifestyle and sexy. Right. And he sells that to the American people mm-hmm. rather well. Um, he's sold it to us my whole life, and most people super buy into it, and that's totally fine. I guess he's dad rock now, but there was a time <laughs> where people pretty much bought into it, and well, they I mean, didn't really consider the obvious like political for connotation for for every dad rock band at one point there was there was a hip you know a hip young person's band who just you know just kind of aged out right well and and so (laughs) rob zombie ends up in this position where throughout the 90s uh he he makes music He, he does it for a decade and that's how he challenges the American establishment in a lot of ways, like the conservative establishment, it's through music. Mm-hmm. He does that for a while. And, uh, you know, after you've done anything for a decade, you start to feel the itch for mm-hmm. something new. And Rob Zombie was always inspired by horror movies. That was a big thing that he used to get at, to get under the skin of the American people. Mm-hmm. And so... He was like, well, naturally, I should make my own really fucked up horror movie. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense. So he's like, well, I'm going to grab all of my influences and just do all of my influences in a really fucked up and visceral, very me way. I want to come out swinging with voice. Voice is my whole fucking thing. So he makes a movie that's basically Texas Chainsaw Massacre mixed with Rocky Horror Picture Show mixed with... it's kind of its own little animal after a point Mm -hmm. it's there's a lot of referencing but it's also unlike anything else that has ever been made and that cannot be understated right yeah so in in this situation we we have a fanboy basically of this culture um <clears throat> using it against uh, the establishment for a long time, generating this whole new aesthetic and new concept, conceptualized lifestyle. It's like not just being goth, but it's being spooky all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's a lifestyle. It's a thing. It's not like Marilyn Manson where it's so fucking serious. It's It's got a sense of humor. People it's, it's are self-aware. super into it. Exactly. So... He makes a movie, and you're like, obviously, this is going to represent those ideas. And I think if if there's anything to say, the sh- the big shocker here is that regardless of how much I want to say, like, I I go back and forth on whether or not I like Rob Zombie as a, as a filmmaker. I think this one works quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, shockingly, yeah. Somehow, I think it represents his ideals very well, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that time has given it a lot more credibility in that way. Right. Um, and with that, I would like you, Neo, to describe to the people at home what the fuck this is, because so, I 
I don't even know. And and I want you to do it in detail because there's a lot of weird shit. Yeah. And I want you to catch all of it like a butterfly net. So I'm hit gonna, us with it. I, well, go. I'm going to try. But first, I, I want to say, um, <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, it's the movie itself is kind of disjointed. Um, and, <laughs> yes. And so, so if like... In my summary, it's I, I, I just I just want to I just want everyone to know it's kind of a disjointed movie. Who is the main character? So, who is the main character? I mean, who is the main character? Who do you want to? Well, is there a main character? I, I I would argue yes. So so the bit with both this movie and and the sequel to it, and I presume the sequel to the sequel, the third <laughs> the third installment, yes, uh, follows the same formula where it's a movie designed for you to root for the the uh texas chainsaw massacre slasher family yes and so you know you could say you could argue that the main character is the is the girl who escapes you know and and, and there's a fair argument for her being the main character uh but there's also a fair argument for the 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 primary slasher of the slasher family otis yeah yeah otis being the main character so that being said the movie starts with a a clown, <laughs> completely uh, unrelated. Completely unrelated, uh, called Captain Spankle. Ca- fuck Spankle. off, Captain no. Spalding. Spalding, that's it. Uh, Captain Spankle. Captain Spankle. It's a good clown name. It is. Uh, so it starts Captain with Captain Spalding. Let's not starts, fuck that up again. People will be very upset about that. I'm one. sorry. Captain I, Spalding I, is an icon. I do love country. Captain Spalding. He's like a, he's like the John Wayne of horror movies. I, like everybody fucking loves I, Captain Spalding. I, I loved Captain Spalding. They just didn't say his fucking name in the movie. They sure didn't. In the first one. They he's main char- he's much more of a character in the second one. So it starts with with, with the clown Spalding. Uh, getting robbed in his gas station, and he, as 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 a clown in the ho- in a horror movie, all you know they, they always are is capable of tremendous violence. So he, uh, fucking kills <laughs> kills the people trying to rob him. He's capable of tremendous violence. Yes. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. He. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your mama. Fuck your sister. Yeah. No. He. He. He is. Um. He blows everyone's brains out. Yeah, including us. The camera gets its brain shot. Yeah. Well, um, and, and so quick aside, when I saw Rob Zombie play in two thousand and six, he uh, may dropping her, had, her fucking cred. Had a uh, he had a bit where right before he played Demonoid Phenomenon, he he, he had uh, Captain Spaulding come up on screen and go. Most of all, fuck you! Bam, bam, bam! Demonoid phenomenon. It was so good. Uh huh. Anyway, keep going. Uh, so then, after that, uh, a a clown f- or a clown car <laughs> full of <laughs> full of potential victims roll up to the gas station. One of which is Dwight from the office. Yeah. And the other is Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Um. Yikes, Aroni. And, and so they're writing a book about. About like oddities out Road kind side of attraction. yeah you know off the beaten path, um, and uh, Captain <laughs> Spalding Spalding I was, was pretty close. You to say it, I'm gonna again. fucking kill you. Uh, Captain Spalding is like, hey, you know, you know, there's this murder tree you're looking for. It's over here. Here's directions. Don't go to it. Please don't go to it. I'm warning you. Don't go to it. Don't go over there. It's a bad idea. I'm a clown. You can listen to me. You can trust me. It's a bad idea. You can trust me. Would this face lie to you? 
I'm a clown. <laughs> I'm a clown. Ah, ha, 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 ha. He's, yeah. Um, Very mustache twirling clown. He has a murder ride. Well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go on this murder ride where he, he's like, here are all these famous murderers, you know? Uh, and oh, and then on that murder ride, they they uh, um, they foreshadow the uh, the evil doctor. What, what was his Dr. name? Dr. Satan. Yeah, Dr. Satan, who's doing diabolical experiments on, on people. Um, and anyway, and then that gets dropped until later on in the movie. They just kind of they 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 give a little hint and then they move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they they're trying to go to the murder tree. Um, the Otis shoots out their tire. Um, and then shows up as the as the the the, the tow truck man. No, there there's no? a different. Tow, oh, there is a tow truck brother as well. Oh, is. I thought RJ, the tow truck brother. Oh. Yes, there is a tow truck brother. I completely he, he does work on their car. Now, here's the question, I think, for on everyone's lips. Why exactly do they have RJ go fix the car if they're just going to shoot them and blow out the and fuck up the car anyway? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, so God. so so okay, so Otis shoots out the tire. RJ comes, picks them up. They they Wait, did they 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 picked up the baby? Thing. They picked up baby first, right? Or doll? What was her name? Uh, Rob Zombie's wife. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, baby. Yeah, they pick up baby. She was like hitchhiking, right, in the rain. Uh, yes. And so they picked her up. The tire gets shot out, and then the tow truck shows up, and baby is like, "Hey, we can go to my house while they're fixing the car." Yeah. So they they go to her house, uh, and they meet her stupid family. Yeah. So they meet her her mom. Yeah, I think her name is just Mama, right? Mama, played by Karen Black, noted exploitation film legend. Uh, and then there is Tiny, who's this big, uh, another big character boy. Actor. Yep. Uh, and then there's Otis, who uh looks like the butler from Rocky Horror Picture Show, but not bald. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that would be Bill Mosley, who's in Repo, the Genetic Opera. He's in, um, he's Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I met him in uh, all the years back in the day. I, I went to so many, I used to work press at a, con- we'll get here, but I used to work <laughs> press at conventions. And uh-huh. I met, let me tell you what, I met the cast of this movie up fucking few times <laughs> all right so keep going so Let's keep going. uh they get into the house um and then it just kind of quickly turns into the texas chainsaw massacre murder house yes uh they turn dwight uh into fish boy yeah uh and then they they scalp the other dude right cops come the cops come they kill the cops they do uh can't really blame for that one uh, then they uh, have a Halloween celebration with the two remaining victims. Yes. Um, they torture them, fuck them up, and then they put them in a coffin and uh, lower them into a well. Uh, While doing some kind of weird satanic ritual, yeah. I guess? I, then, like, weird... Maybe kills one of them in the with a knife in the forest. Yeah. Remember, one of them gets up and runs away, so she kills him. So I guess they only killed 
what i well the, so the, there's like a final girl right she well, goes well, down into the hole oh well the 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 person that baby killed got put in the coffin yes with with the final girl I right i think so anyway two 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 bodies one alive one not uh, alive maybe i can't questionable remember questionable living condition uh Sch- schrodinger's body uh chris hardwick yeah they they, they get dropped in the hole uh and then uh fish people grab the body or the dead person or the or the alive person but they very quickly become a dead person after the fish people get them yeah then the final girl starts exploring this like cavernous cavernous underground, underground area where she stumbles across uh Dr. Satan yes who's doing experiments on a living person Dr. Satan has this big old well okay first of all uh, all you, all, all y'all who like uh, uh, Warhammer, uh, Doctor Satan's pretty much a uh, a Drukari, um, fucking flesh boy homunculus. That's it. Uh, so, so you have this like weird, wow, you know, you know, flesh sculptured scientist dude. Listen, some people get the reference. <laughs> Back me up, y'all. Uh, wow. So, so he has this giant cyberpunk flesh zombie murder man. Uh. Do you think Rob Zombie plays Warhammer? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> so Doctor Satan sends the sends the 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 flesh murder monster cyberpunk man to get the final girl. Um, he is also like throwing up like green stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the cavern collapses and kills him. And then the final girl escapes and is like doing the whole like end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. She's like running around the road. And she's like, "Won't somebody help me?" And then uh, Captain Spaulding arrives. Uh, he she hops in his car, and he's like, "Oh, you're all right. We gotta take you to a hospital." <laughs> and as they're driving away, uh, Otis pops up in the back and stabs her. And it says the end. And it says and then a question mark appears next to the end. Yes. <coughs> Well, let me tell you what, Neo. I hate this movie. You do? No. Um, what do you think? Uh, I want. I. I mean, just a general opinion, because I, I think we we're about to head into the ad break. But right before we head into the ad break, I. I don't know. I. So I'm gonna say this. I didn't <laughs> I like know. the ending. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I. So. Where did it die for you? It. It literally died. Well. So I, I think the the Doctor Satan stuff was a little strange, but like being a giant fan of of <coughs> Warhammer 40k and specifically the Drukari, like like the whole flesh doctor sculptor homunculus bit was awesome, and I like mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't fit the tone of the movie up until that point, but I I liked that bit so much that I was like okay, yeah, neat. Um, I appreciate, I think, that the movie makes its own rules. Yeah. It doesn't care what's right Yeah, to do. Uh, yeah, and so the movie, like, it, it didn't... I mean, I guess it, it it died in the last four fucking seconds where, Odin, where Otis popped up. Because <laughs> I, I feel like... Because... And then in the context of the second movie, the second movie starts with the cops raiding their house the house of a thousand corpses. Right. Um, and so 
but they're they're raiding because they're looking for the two cops they killed. So in con- in the context of the sequel, the cops were already going to going to show up and and kill people or and, and like do the whole like shootout. So you could have like let her escape, like without any problem. But yeah. it's just like it it just didn't take any time to to set up where Otis like how Otis got in the Spalding's car, and then also. It turns out in the second movie that Captain Spaulding is, is is the dad of the family. Yeah. And they didn't really hint at that very much in in the first movie. And so <laughs> the whole I don't know, it, it was just like like that that ending kind of kind of like fell through to me cuz what I felt was going to happen mm-hmm. and and what I thought was kind of uh like forecast in the movie is that um Spalding was kind of like the lovable murder asshole clown with the heart of gold. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I thought the movie was going to end with Spalding like coming out of the woods with a chainsaw and slashing the slasher family. <laughs> and like saving the day. Yeah. And, and being like, I'm Captain Spalding. Ha ha ha. As he's like ripping someone apart with a chainsaw and he's doing his like, mm-hmm. his like, ah ha 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 laugh as like, there's like yeah. blood flying everywhere. And right. Just, and you know, and so cause like the subversion of the narrative of like, of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family getting slashered by by an evil clown. Yeah, I think it would just be the cool like the coolest movie ever. Right. And so, and so that's that's kind of what I was hoping would happen with how they how they introduced Spalding as like because initially they show his his capacity for violence and his like unhinged nature, but then they show him getting actually like getting along <laughs> with the with with the victims when they show up. So you know they demonstrated his his like his unhinged capacity for violence. And then they demonstrated his like seemingly genuine, like friendliness and like care for, for these random people. Right. Cause, cause the, the whole bit during that scene was he was like, well, I'm just, I'm just kind of a simple Southern clown. And I, you know, I hospitality is important for me, but so is my like dignity and pride. Cause I'm a, I'm a good old Southern boy clown. Right. And so I, I, I kind of thought that, that he would be the, Kind of, you know, the cowboy, the, the cowboy guy. clown to come in to save the he day. He even has a John Wayne tattoo. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I he just very kinda, much sees himself as the protagonist. As, yeah, the and hero so of the whole thing. And so I thought that that an ending where he came in and saved the final girl with like, I don't know, with maybe all these like clown contraptions of violence. Oh my like, god! Like like a pee like Pee Wee Herman <laughs> contraptions, but uh-huh. of like murderous clown rage. Wow, uh, like like you know, you know the little flower that like squirts water, but it's like acid. So someone's like, he's like, he's like, look at this flower, honk, and it's like, ah! oh yeah, as, no, as, I, as I they feel melt you. and shit. Yeah, no, I feel you. So, so I don't know. I I feel like so, so like I had that whole fantasy in my head, and while they were running through the doctor, the doctor Satan bit, I was like expecting her to come out, and then Otis to be there killing the slash, not Otis, uh, Spalding to be there killing the slashers. So I had this whole fantasy that I was really excited for, and then she meets up with Spalding. And I'm like, oh shit, it's gonna happen. And then, <laughs> and then, and then Rob Zombie is like, fuck you. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is killing me. This one, ooh boy, this this is killing me. Um, have you ever seen Friday the Thirteenth? Do you know about that? Uh, I. I know it's just a slasher killing teens in the in a Okay, no. No, I don't. Well, so, I guess I don't. <laughs> so the first Friday the 13th film is Jason's mother. It's not Jason. Oh. It's Jason's mother going around killing uh teenagers 
to avenge Jason, who died. Uh-huh. And at the end of the movie, there's like a big what the fuck ending where Jason, a zombie, comes out of the water and uh-huh. attacks somebody, launching the whole series. Right. So Rob Zombie wanted to to emulate the ending of Friday the 13th with this, where uh, very literally, I mean, even the framing is the same. Otis jumps out of the back with a knife, and you're like, what the fuck? Why is Otis in the back of Captain Spaulding's car? That doesn't make any sense. Wait, so Captain Spaulding actually was entrapping them the whole time? That's crazy, because he didn't seem like he was entrapping them the whole time. But wait, but so they're friends, but I thought they hated each other or something like, well, why would they? And this doesn't. So <clears throat> lots of questions, I guess. Well, and I, it's not, it's not questions for me because, <laughs> because like as, as much as I, I, I like aspects of this movie, I think everyone can admit it's like, technically it's not. It's not the best movie. No, it's not perfect. And well, it's, and that's almost what's good about well, but, it. But yeah, but, but authenticity but, exists in pain. Yeah, yeah, and it failure. is failure. Like, like it is, it is authentic. While so, so while while like from a from a pacing perspective, you know, it's not, it's it's not, it's not super great. You know, from experimental editing style. Yeah, kind of gross. There's there's all these all these parts of it that it's kind, kind of, of bad acting at yeah, times. Yeah, that, that make it not a very good movie. <laughs> well, there and there's Rob Zombie's like fixation on on making sure everyone knows his wife is sexy, and and, and we know and how that we fucking like, know and how it's kind of like I don't know like it, it, as long as like you know you, you know she's fine with it. Like it's whatever. I don't mind a little of, exhibitionism. In yeah, my, in my horror films. Yeah, so but it, it's, there, it's, he's it's a just, wife guy. I yeah. appreciate it. But but it's 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 a weird break of pace when it goes from like dark, dank, spooky horror film to like look how hot my wife is. Yeah, it's, but then, and, and so but it's like it's like ignoring all those issues. You know, I thought, you know, it it, it, it was like a passion project. You know, and, and you put a lot of like there's something like, alive in it. Yeah. Um. And so I think that, that that makes up for a lot of a lot of other issues in the film. That's very nuanced. Yeah. Let's do an ad break. Let's do an dude. ad break. Are you tired of this happening to you? Someone comes in and tells you an ad in the most boring, imaginable way. I am super tired of it. Thank God there's a new product on the line called this ad break starring Neo. Neo, do it in like a spicy, fun way. The people are so tired of these boring, oh, oh, regular uh, ass ad uh, breaks. Do you have friends? No. No? Wait. Yes. Well, yes. Let's say hypothetically I do. Do you want to have a good time with your friends? In a non-sexual way, yes, please. I'm a platonic I didn't, kind listen. of person. All right. Well, if you want, I mean, <laughs> if you want to have. It's possible. I don't. I mean, that's cool. If Is you... sex possible in iHunt? Uh, is there a way to play I Hunt in a horny way? I think there's a way to play all RPGs in a horny way, but I think I think a, a very important part of playing uh, horny RPGs is making sure everyone is like consenting. aware, consenting, and and you know you'll you'll have your lines and veils. Well, you know, I don't you know, consent. Clearly. I want a platonic game. Hell of yeah! What of <laughs> hashtag I Hunt? That's right. But what's tell? What, so gather your deal? friends and and in the game. D- get, download the app. Get ready to go hunt monsters in the gig economy. 
Oh, you want to, you want to, you know, you that know, sounds fucking go, intense. go hunt the werewolves or the or the vampires or the, you know, insert insert monster. You want to, you 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 want your your team to to research, study, track down, and hunt. Try not to die. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the next advertisement is for Blood Thing, which is a YouTube series, uh, an animated YouTube yeah. series starring blood in a thing shape. Uh, it's kind of uh, it, it. It has like an Invader Zim vibe. You'll you'll like it. I don't I don't know why I say this, but that's what I that's what I'm going for. And listen, May. Th- there's no higher compliment from May than Invader Zim vibe. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true. I do like Invader Zim. Can and I, I, I can, listen, what? Can I out you here? Go ahead. May has an Invader Zim tattoo. That's, I that's do. the degree we're talking about, y'all. Holy shit. And I gave it to myself. Sometimes I forget about that. I'm such a 2006 emo girl. I swear to God. Um. All right. Blood thing. Check it out. We got a link. Uh, It's in the description. Is your is your room or apartment or house or home or McMansion boring. boring? Do you like psychedelic art? Me too. I do. That's all of the art in our home. Pretty much. I I honestly I like if you want psychedelic art, ambient dream studio, link in the description. I after this podcast, I keep on putting it off because I'm busy. I'm gonna go and buy a fucking poster. I'm let gonna me, put it in my fucking room. Let me tell you what. If I I know I, I I'm gonna at you at home. You go on Amazon.com. You go you go to Amazon.com. You go on that motherfucking website and you type in wall scroll or some shit. You know, and you put it in your cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you do, and then you buy it. Yeah. Why? Because it's cheaper. A little bit. Okay. Like what? Ten bucks? Eight bucks? Okay. That's great. Gets here in two days. That's great. But guess what? That shit was mass produced. No heart in there. No soul. So when you're tripping on your on your shrooms or your acid, from from this moment on, you're gonna look at that Amazon ass fucking shit, and you're gonna go, "Wow, what a corporate piece of shit." Go to Etsy.com and buy some art from someone who made it themselves. They work hard on this shit. And yeah, they designed it for you. They put their blood, sweat, and tears into it, and in in not in a way that's unkind and abusive. Yeah, and like on <laughs> on a real note, you know, whenever <laughs> whenever we're tripping in the living room, we always fixate on like the one thing that was like personally, like genuinely made. Exactly. Yeah, and so get <laughs> get 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 an odd get get art like that for you to enjoy, even if you're not tripping. Looks cool as shit. If it's handmade, people love it. Yeah. It's so much more valuable. And I, I think that that's true. I think pre-industrial revolution behaviors are kind of not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think we adopt, you know, hey, I'll give you 60 bucks for your work. Like, why the fuck not? You know, it's a little markup, but like, okay. But I saw. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. And we're back to House of a Thousand Corpses. How many corpses is that, Neo? Uh, <laughs> one more than, than 999. Two more than 998. Three more than 997. I'm going to keep doing this till you stop me. Four more than 999. I'm going to stop you now. So it's take time, bitch. We are going to talk politics. <laughs> okay, listen. Uh, okay, actually, 
Filth is my so, politics. Filth is my life. So this movie has, <laughs> this movie has two kind of attitudes. One is that religion is a thing, uh, like, but well, like, there's so much shit in there that's like hell is real. It's real. We, you're in it. It's now. Mm-hmm. I'm the devil. You're in hell. I and they do a lot of that. And I, I feel like I feel like they do that a lot more in the second one. They do, but they do it a lot in this one too. Yeah. I, I, I was just kind of curious about your general attitude about this because, like, I feel like this movie. There's a there's a part about it where, okay, people at home, Neo. I've been trying to get Neo to watch The Exorcist, right? But Neo yeah. kind of doesn't really want to watch it. And, well, and so the reason Neo doesn't want to watch it is because he has deep-rooted trauma associated with things like that uh, from being in Kenya, where well, that it, kind of shit has so, very serious ramifications. More so more so from, from Benin. But, yeah, I, like, it's, it's, I, the whole, like, spiritual horror just kind of, like, triggers me like at some point i need to like get in there and unpack that but well, like so, it's just it's like it's it's just like the line i have where it's like i, I yeah well the thing i'm gonna say about it is that the exorcist as a film the the challenging idea i guess of the exorcist is that objectively the devil exists and is in the body of a little girl like objectively mm-hmm. in the movie and and that's kind of hard to grapple with emotionally if that's something you care about but other than that it's a catholic propaganda movie endorsing catholicism and trying to get people to go to church no shit like literally no shit the movie is about an atheist who kind of reconverts to catholicism over the course of the film because he realizes that evil does exist and god is fighting evil right and you need to be on god's side fighting the evil too and so like that's how the movie answers the problem of evil. I'm right. summing up the exorcist very quickly. My point is it is an endorsement of religion. Mm-hmm. This movie is everything created to offend your sensibility with this specific well, thing. But because it doesn't have the objective aspect of the devil possessing a little girl's body, it's somehow different, even though... The ideology of this film is well, really vile in comparison, right? But to but that. I I think I think you are right, and that's a, it's a diff, it's a difference in context. So when a movie like this, you know, is you know we were talking about at the start of the episode this 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 cultural like zeitgeist yes. that, that Rob Zombie's at the head of, right? Um, for 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 me, there's a fundamental disconnect between between that between that zeitgeist and, and kind of, you know, the stuff I grew up with and the stuff that, that that's like kind of like trauma for me. And so when, when Rob Zombie in this, in, in his cultural understanding, it's fun when he does it. Well, but, but, but it, because for me, it's an entirely different context. It's, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're using the same language, but the utility of that language, what that language represents and what that language is trying to tell me is entirely different from, from 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 what it's not taking it so seriously well, well but yeah. and, but but and i think it's because rob zombie is trying to piss off like 
American evangelical conservatives and and like you know th- the the traditional like specifically American evangelical experience and 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 and, and what they saw as like traumatic through religion and or, or attacks on the religion is a very different thing than what I see as, as like as as religious attacks you know you know towards like christianity and so right. and so when rob zombie has a family who's like kooky and slashers and they're like i'm the devil i wear where the devil's welcome to hell like i just see it as 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 part of this like counterculture mm-hmm. so i you know you know and it and, and almost about a it, celebration of it it's almost like a big party well so it's yeah hard and to so, hate it it's and, hard and, to be and, fucked up by and, it. and so i interpret it as as an as an intentional middle finger to conservative evangelical Christians, yes, and so I don't like like I don't perceive that as 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 a genuine like attack on you or your ideology in any well, way because you're not and, that and, and, ultimately, and it's not even an attack on me or my ideology, but it's like a representation of of what I of 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 the concepts I have of like of actual like possession and hell and right and that so it's 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 that's fair it's to 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 the average there's a metaphysical i see okay okay got it got it got it got it got it the metaphysical aspect of it in and of itself so that's why hereditary not gonna work probably i don't know probably not not. (laughs) because there's some metaphysical it so but ghostbusters okay because because there's this fundamental disconnect exactly fundamental disconnect versus genuinely metaphysical so yeah and i've i don't i don't don't really want to get into it a lot this is kind of like the one part of like my experience in my life that i don't like to talk about a lot like everything else you know i'll 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 dive right into it yeah but but we'll get there we'll We'll probably get there throughout the podcast but yeah i like i i've i've (laughs) i i've like okay so there's this line from sicario where where guillermo de toro's character says says to an american he's like he's, he's like what's going to happen down here your american eyes and ears will not comprehend and, the, and you won't perceive it like or not, yeah. or not that you won't perceive it but like you like you won't understand it yeah like you will see mm-hmm. what's happening and it will not like like connect with you and and, yeah. and and you won't understand it and so that line really really hits me because that's how i feel with a lot of a lot of the things i've gone through is like is like the average like american experience just kind of doesn't click with 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 how I feel about things and, and and how I perceive things, just because of of like kind of being like, raised in in another country, yeah, and also Benin in a different like culture like that, and different well. like cultural aspects of things. And so yeah. you're right; it is this like metaphysical like like I, I have a completely different view on 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 it on on these like spiritual things, and so you know. And all my friends are in this like Rob Zombie culture, and so you know when when I'm watching a Rob Zombie film, that's a celebration of that culture. I don't I don't connect it with all that bad shit that I right. that I have. Well, so I <clears throat> I guess the the first thing I guess is like I think it's important that we're finding that line mm-hmm. for you more than addressing it. We'll address it, uh, you know, later. But for now, it's just finding the line, and I think that's interesting. Uh, that we found the line. There it is, right there. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> there's the line for Neo, where it becomes triggering. Um, well, and like there was one time I was in. It was in high school, and um, the it was in like a I can't remember. It was, I can't remember what class it was in, but but the teacher started playing like voodoo drums mm-hmm. uh, as like a demonstration, 
and I had to get up and leave the classroom. And I like got in the hall and just had a fucking meltdown. And so I got a lot, lot better, but I used to not be able to listen to some kinds of like metal because just because the drumming was kind of similar, and it would just mm-hmm. fucking send me, you know. So it's like, and it's a very specific sound. Yeah, like I've I know the sound you're talking about. It's very specific drumming, mm-hmm. and I've I yeah I've heard it in stuff too. And a lot of people will flirt with that kind of stuff without realizing it's deep set cultural trauma. It's almost racist. I want to say. Uh, in in circumstances for white fucking dumb white people to be using shit like that, mm-hmm. not knowing it's like cultural deep set cultural traumatic thing. It's like cultural appropriation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because like that kind of stuff is it belongs to a specific subsect of right human and, life. And and, <laughs> and 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 like later on, we might do a whole mini episode about this. Yeah. No, actually, like legitimately, if we wanted to have like my dad on, because I know we've joked about that. Oh wow, that that'd I, be interesting. That'd be interesting. But anyway, Paul, uh, <laughs> yeah, getting get back on topic after I can I still smoke completely weed? Fucking derailed it. Uh, probably not around right Paul. right now. You can hell yeah, I'm gonna do some <laughs> anyway. Um, so so to get to get back around, um, I think House of a Thousand Corpses. Ha- a display- there's a disarming thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the surprising aspect. It's the same thing that exists in Rob Zombie's music. You, you, I remember being 11 years old and seeing Rob well, Zombie and being like, genuinely scary-looking man. You but, know what I mean? Right, but he has no malice to him. Like, like exactly. no actual malice. Yeah, and, and that makes him the opposite of Eli Roth. Genuinely, yes. if I was in a room with Rob Zombie and Eli Roth and I was worried about one of them bullying me and being a dick, Eli Roth, absolutely. Rob Zombie, genuinely wife guy saint, probably the nicest <laughs> motherfucker yeah. on the planet. Well, you know, well, and it's I can tell. It's in his movies. It's well, like Eli Roth comes across like a fucking scumbag in his movies because he, he does scumbag shit well rob well, zombie does scumbag shit as well but he can't he doesn't have a malicious bone in him so right. he can't be mean about it so yeah and 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 so like rob zombie pushed and created a space for people who've been bullied and pushed to like like exactly. the fringes of society this is very and good so, what you're saying you know and so it's like i can't I, I can never be upset with with people and, and like ideologies that have developed because they've been pushed to the fringes because it's like yeah I I totally get it like yes. I totally understand why Absolutely. why why you think this and why you're using this 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 iconography and I I deeply empathize with your frustrations to like 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 to 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 the core of like this evangelical conservatism and and so it's like when you're appropriating their vile shit to embrace it to like to lead this counterculture i'm for that like i i am i am all for like like appropriating things that have been used to harm you against them. against and, them to well, lead this counterculture well and yeah and i i think that's very exemplified in this and well and it's i mean well we're i, I have an idea after this but I, well i have an okay first things first you neo one thing that surprised me about you is like a long time ago, I learned this thing about you with the line where mm-hmm. you can't do the metaphysical stuff. So I was always like, okay, got to be a little careful. Can't don't want to say things about that, that imply 
that I'm like genuinely interested in the occult in like some actually romanticized way because I'm really not. Mm-hmm. But I think the aesthetic is funny yeah. sometimes, and uh, and in, in the same way that Rob Zombie does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the same thing where it's like I'm never gonna be. Richard Dawkins about that shit, but I'll be Rob Zombie about that shit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Or uh, the worst I've ever been is Carlin, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so like, I was over at your, when you were living at your parents' house, I was over at your parents' house and I saw that you had all your t shirts like, like neatly folded in a nice little pile. And on the top, I saw a, a shirt that had Baphomet on it. But it's a pop. And it's a cat. It, it, yeah, it, it's, it's a it's, cat. It's Baffa Meow. I know. I know. Like I know. I know. But my point is, this when I was there, we, I was alone in your room when I first saw this, and I looked at it and I thought about. It. I genuinely had thoughts. <laughs> like I was like, huh, like interesting how the how the the iconography suddenly is is fine and fun and funny and not so fucked up and serious as soon as it leaves the context of the metaphysical or it Mm -hmm. leaves the concept. So, like, I think that kind of exemplifies why this opens the door for a lot of stuff because the tone of this movie is friendly. Mm -hmm. It's mean, but it's friendly. Right? How? And that's the key. And I think if there's anything to criticize about Rob Zombie, and this brings me to my next point, it's that in the in his in his later movies he loses his friendliness mm. for the most part. Right. Um. And and so there's so much horror cred in this, and there is in his later movies as well. But but in that he makes movies, by, it's like bullied people mm-hmm. making movies starring their favorite actors from all the horror movies they right. like. You know, it's they're all there and they all have a great role, mm-hmm. including Rob Zombie's hot wife, and you get to see her ass a lot. Right. You know, and like it's so objectifying, right? Mm-hmm. But it's okay because it's for the fucked up people, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and it sees a wife guy and, and it's, it's exhibitionism and they like it. It's like sexy for them or some shit. So mm-hmm. you're like, okay. Um, so like, it's got this, like he, it's like, hello, horror fan. Here's a movie for you. I made it for you mm-hmm. with all your favorites. Everything you like is in this. Right everything all of it even if it's messy mm-hmm. but everything you like it's in here right it's very it's very tarantino and it's friendly yeah and it, it, it's friendly and it's a nice package comes in and it's hard to hate mm-hmm. it's genuinely hard to hate well, it yeah it's yeah and, and, and he's like he's like it, it you know everyone has takes on like quentin tarantino but but it's very much the same thing Tarantino does, where Tarantino took everything that he loves and inspired him, and and makes movies about those. Yeah, you know, and that's you know that's the most endearing part of Tarantino. Well, and and the only way that you like Tarantino is if you are endeared to him for that aspect. Mm-hmm. And so I think the same thing exists for Rob Zombie, where if you're endeared to him for his friendliness, then you're going to find this and his horror cred authentic. If you find his, if you don't think he's friendly, you're going to think this is inauthentic right. and and kind of like sucking at the horror dick 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, here's all the things. Just cynically come in here. Please come watch my movie. Right. You know what I mean? So that brings me to my idea, which is that um, we've now watched his good movie. Mm-hmm. We got to watch a bad one. No. We, we do. We do. No. We got to watch 31. Uh, so 31 is the least interesting movie on the face of the planet. It, it It's like... It's literally the same vibe of like murder factory, you know, exciting clown shit, weird characters off the wall, uh-huh. zany, but no friendliness, none, zero, gone, uh-huh. all character, all life, all happiness sucked out. Malcolm McDowell is in the movie. Oh, wow. And he's, he's, he's so... Uh, uh, and so, mm-hmm. I mentioned this because something happened. What happened? What happened to Rob? Yeah. That's the question for the future. Mm-hmm. See, we also watched The Devil's Rejects. This is something I'm going to reveal now. And I suppose we're going to talk about that next, yeah. which only makes sense. But I think we got to follow that up because this these two movies, they're they're like a solid pair, I think. Yeah. They go together well. You need to talk about them both. Um, however, the the next one, 31, or Lords of Salem could go either way. 31, bad. Okay? <laughs> uh, you're not going to like it. And so with that, I think the question becomes, what the fuck happened to Rob? Mm-hmm. What happened to Rob? Where'd he go? What happened to him? Right. So you've seen him at his best now. You've seen him be friendly. And I can I can also see, I, I think we've if there's anything we've gained here, it's this understanding of why he's appealing mm-hmm. to you, a Christian. <laughs> like, how right. did this happen? Mm-hmm. And I think that's universally true. I've seen Rob Zombie play uh, live shows uh, five or six times, like a lot of times. And understand that, you know, there was certainly a time when it was because I was a super duper fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were also times where it was more cultural anthropology. Like, I don't like this album that he's touring on, but like, I'll go and, and see what this is all about. Uh-huh. Like, let's see what he's doing nowadays. And mm-hmm. then also there was like, there have been a couple moments where it's like, it's Halloween and I've got 50 bucks and he's in town and it's like, it's fucking Halloween. Like, <laughs> right. what the fuck? I'm not going to miss that. And then it turns out to be like the most epic fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, you know? And you're like, well, shit, like... You know, regardless of whether or not I appreciate his music or think that he's like a fantastic musician or a cool dude or a cool guy or I like his movies or any of that shit, without a doubt, he is a showman and Mm -hmm. he, he makes it worth it. But it doesn't go all the way sometimes, which becomes really odd because I admire and respect the man having seen him. (laughs) But at the same time, like I've also seen him fail Mm -hmm. a lot over the last decade. Right. I think we all have, but understand that he hasn't failed. Like Marilyn Manson has failed. (laughs) Like Marilyn Manson might as well just dig a big grave in his backyard, jump in it and then cover himself. Remember that time he like Like, tripped during a concert and was just like, I'm dead. 
put a sheet over me and carry me out. <laughs> Fucking asshole. It's just like, kill him. Someone, <laughs> please. On the other hand, well, I mean, put him out of his misery. He's made like four blues albums now, and they're all bad. Anyway, Rob Zombie, on the other hand, is like, Jesus Frankenstein, I'm gonna fuck his dick. And you're like, wow, Rob, that's great. You haven't changed a bit, but he has. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the weird thing. It's like, I've watched him fail, but he hasn't failed like his brothers have failed, like the other people that came up with him. The uh-huh. other people that came up with him have fallen the fuck apart, and it was always there. Like Marilyn Manson, he wrote a book about abusing people. Yeah. He he wrote a book about it. He wrote a book about how rapey he was. Yeah, and so- or is, and, still and, is. Yeah, and so who's fucking shocked, right? No one. Rob Zombie, he's made all of these vile movies. It's horrible, the horrible things in these. But there's a friendliness. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think he's a bad dude. Like yeah. I imagine he's probably an all right dude. Yeah. I don't think he's an asshole. Well, I think he's a genuine. And he, he and Eli both have this in common. They both have eyes, and they both have seen horror movies, and they both are trying to communicate things they've seen in horror movies. Right. It's just one is genuine, and the other is a massive prick. Exactly, and well, it's exemplified by their films. And so, like the way I see Rob Zombie is like this one time I was at a metal show. Uh, oh, sleeper, woohoo! All right, I broke up. I'm sad, oh, but I was at the show and like my shoelace came untied, and I was at the front, and so I was trying to like get out of the 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 like flesh pile of of metal concerts, but since my shoe was untied, there were like eight people on my shoelace. You know, so I couldn't, like, get out, and I was getting, like, oh, this is, like, a bad time, so I was, like, okay, I gotta, like, try to, like, tie my shoe so I so I don't get, like, tripped over and shit, so I, like, go to tie my shoe, and it's in the middle of a fucking metal show, so I'm getting thrown around, because I'm, like, kneeling down trying to get my shoe tied, and all of a sudden, it's, like, I'm not getting thrown around, and I look up, and there's this, like, big, like, bald dude with a beard, and he's standing over me, like, holding people back so I can tie my shoes, and he's, like, the scary-looking motherfucker who's, like, you all right, man? You all right, bro? I got you, man. <laughs> so, it's like, so I see Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie is, like, a scary-looking motherfucker. He's, like, you all right, bro? I got you, man. Yeah. I mean, and it does feel like that. It's, like, a you know what he feels like is, is a big brother. Yeah. It's big brother shit. It's, like, hey, kiddo, I'm going to show you all the cool shit. Listening to Thrice in, in a shitty, like, beater car? Sure. Like... <laughs> I don't know. He he's got he's got a steeze about him that I admire and I'll never stop admiring. And also it's kind of like he's just it's just really genuine. Um the same exists in like it's kind of like Juggalos. Like listen, talk shit. Talk shit. But every time I've ever fallen on the ground and a Juggalo was nearby, they helped me get up and they and they hugged me afterward. And they were super nice. Listen, if you ever need... sure, maybe they wanted, you know, some pussy. But it's fine. If you ever need a hug, a juggalo will give you a hug. It just may not smell very good. I've been in many situations where a juggalo was the difference between me and danger. Like, Mm. a juggalo helped me in situations, like, more than five times. (laughs) And because of this... I can't be mad at them. I'm a. I feel a kinship with the Juggalos, even though I personally don't 
I mean, it's kind of like being a furry. If you say you're not a furry, then people are going to say you're more of a furry. So me mentioning this at all makes people go, well, if May says she's not a juggalo, then at this point, everyone's going to assume that she is. So at that, so take with that what you fucking will. My point is, they're good people. They'll give you the the shirt off their back, and I feel the same way about Rob Zombie. He represents this kind of idea of people that will give you the shirt off their back. Yeah, for a while, and then he kind of got rich, and I guess maybe that's it. Maybe mm. it's the wealth. Maybe it's the money. Maybe it's that that took his authenticity and took it out back and shot it. <laughs> Maybe Jodorowsky was right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Burn your money. Burn your money. <laughs> uh, all right, I so. we're coming up on the end here. Yeah. <clears throat> May. A thousand corpses. Do you, do you put this movie in the gold pile or the shit pile? So uh, when I was 13, uh, me and my sister would go up to Blockbuster Video. We'd walk down to Blockbuster Video mm-hmm. every weekend, and we would rent this movie, and we would watch it. And I watched it so many times that I developed opinions that were both, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life, and no other movie will ever get better than this, and I think I hate this. <laughs> this is a piece of shit, and I'm annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. And then I'd watch it the next time, and I'd have a completely wildly different opinion. So my point is, today, on this podcast, I think I like it. Gold pile, hell Gold yeah! Gold pile for me. Gold for me too. I, I mean, before the ads, I gave my like, <laughs> I, I think I gave my like my ultimate breakdown of how I feel about the movie. Yeah, but it's like reiterate. I think on a technical level, it's not the best movie, but it's endearing. It's, it grows it's, on you the more it, you see it. Yeah, and there's this wholesomeness to it mm-hmm. that that I just can't. I, it, it's 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 authentic and it's and it's kind of ultimately a little wholesome. More wholesome than any other horror movie. Somehow, somehow. even though it's like about necrophiles, yeah. like it's somehow wholesome. How? Yeah. <laughs> How does he do this? It's, yeah. it's like the monsters. You know, you can't think the monsters are evil. They're the monsters. Uh-huh. Like, they're your best fucking friends. Like, come on. All right. All right. And with that, uh, all of our sponsors the the links to their stuff down in the comments oh yeah patreon.com slash excrement thank you to our patrons over there yeah uh things are advancing quickly we've been talking about the possibility of doing live shows um if that's something you're interested in hit us up yeah contact us yeah we we need to make that we need to figure out what what that would even (laughs) entail right um but either way thank you for stopping by you beautiful beautiful bitch and i'll see you next week see you later Bye.